That was really loud. That was really loud. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Are we good? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm just capturing all these moments, and I like it's TV gold. Yes. Oh my god. It really is. It's so Clark genuine. Finney, this everyone. <laughs> Clark Finney, everyone. Welcome, Clark. Oh my god, are we recording? Yes. yes. <laughs> See? Okay, that's my job. You can't, you can't go twist and turn We're recording her while she's recording us. I know. It's awesome. We get all of the back, the, the back feedback. You know. The background. background? I, don't know what, I don't know what I'm trying to sit back <laughs> behind the scenes. I did not realize you guys had just started. You're just talking. Mm-hmm. Like yep. You're talking like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's the best. Because when we edit it in, <laughs> when we edit it in, it's authentic. It seems, yeah. yeah. Not just seems authentic, it is. This, this is, is what we deal. do. You just threw a thousand dollar bracelet on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, were those the charms? I have to ask. Were those James Avery? Yeah, you want to yes. see it? So sorry. Wait, I'm <laughs> She's been collecting for so long. <laughs> That's the most Texas thing. Wait. Oh, it's upside down. <laughs> Let me see if I can. Is this like milestones in your life? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, <laughs> wait. Since we were kids, mom always gave us one when we were babies. Where does it start and where does it end? I mean, all over They're the all place. over. Okay, I see big sister. Mm-hmm. Who's big sis? I am. Uh, it's your Emily big got that for me. Yeah. yeah. My, my sister-in-law. My gosh. Little sister, definitely little sister. There's an age uh, uh, age gap with us for. Oh gosh, how do I say that? Yeah, they. (laughs) There's an eight year age difference between the two of us. So. Oh my gosh. There's a wine bottle in here. Oh, yes. yeah. Love me some vino. Did you get to the Whataburger cup yet? I got to the Whataburger cup. <laughs> that's, that's the most Texas thing is right there. Is there like a story behind this, or is it just Whataburger because Texas? Because Texas. Because Texas. Okay. I used to yeah. have a pair of boots as well. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they fell off. Here. I love Cat Mom. Oh, yeah. Cat Mom. Cat Mom is lost. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, there's a little heart at the end. That's from my mans. Oh. The mans. The mans is. The mans. See, and it's on the bracelet now, so it's official, official. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like. So, when you're done with it, just throw it on the ground. Yeah. I know. Just, <laughs> just toss it on the just, ground. Oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Not okay. my finest moment. No, it was fine. <laughs> I think it was fine. Maybe not the finest, but, but it, it was, was fine. fine. Yes. All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Diagnosing Diagnosing a Killer. The kind of mental breakdown? Kind of mental breakdown? Kind Kind of of everywhere? (laughs) Kind of Clark edition? Yeah. Hi. (laughs) We're here with Clark Finney from the news. She's from the news, (laughs) y'all. We're official. We told you guys we're going to be famous. That's true. You've been saying it episode after episode. (laughs) gonna People happen they're like kind of shut up she's like we got one patreon and i was like that's me we do have three now it's me her and frida one of my frida. classmates mm-hmm. shout oh, out frida fine. thanks frida yes and she's fun. she's actually uh subscribed for more money than i do i have a dollar and i think <laughs> i think frida I have has five. Five. Like, Oh, you have dollar. five. Yeah. Oh, okay someone gave a dollar they're like hey go get yeah nice yeah absolutely so we do have a patreon set up so if you want to donate we're trying to get merch out there for oh, people yeah. so oh, that's awesome. it's yeah. uh patreon.com slash diagnosing a killer yes super super classic we also have instagram we also have email we also have twitter twitter i love how yes. you're staring at my camera ah, I mean, you're talking on the, no you're fine I'm telling like, the people we're also talking to people out there Yes, yes. Through the power of sound, which yes. is like coming from the TV world, it's I'm like, whoa. Right. Yeah. 
we're like on all platforms right now. <laughs> we're all at the same time. Should yeah, we do a like Facebook Live everything. at the same time? <gasps> I don't have Facebook. I do. I have Instagram Live. You could totally do I'm down for an impromptu live. Really? My phone's behind you. Right now, but it's <laughs> oh, you have the Diagnosing a Killer Instagram. Your, can oh, you yeah. describe the scene right here, though? This is your godmom's house? Yes, yes we're so at my you, godmother's house. You guys house. are in closets. Yes. And I'm sitting on the corner of her bed. Yes. Pointing this camera. Like, there's Chevron above you. There's, like, cheetah prints. Right. <laughs> it's a whole moment. It's the quietest place in the in the room. Sorry. It's the the closet yeah. is the easiest because there's no echo. I mean, right. we would usually have this door closed. Door. <laughs> <laughs> we track a VO in here. Like, yeah. Also, it's, it's so nice. It's a makeshift uh, <laughs> soundproof room. Incredible. Yeah. People spend All right. thousands of dollars just trying to soundproof their rooms. And it's I like, know. No, just go to JCPenney. Or like, <laughs> a no, flash sale that's flash all you need yeah. get those thick coats yeah of course case. do we have instagram li- oh we do we have instagram live let's do it let's yeah. see <clears throat> excuse me excuse well hello we are in the middle of recording and being recorded <laughs> clark <laughs> Yes. I think we should just, like, post this up somewhere. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we only have, like, six followers, but maybe they'll <laughs> yes, share it. but those six followers yeah. are important. Do you think, see. I don't know. How do we do Work this? Oh, you can hear all of that in the mic. Yeah, it's just a lot of scratching. Wait, wait, that's, that's, like, half That's all right. Ago. I'll just, uh, or we're telling some followers. So there we go. We'll just keep it like this. Does yeah. Is it, good? is it just looking it's at just the screen? It's just getting like that, see? You're hitting that angle. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Look. Perfect. You got it? Well, let's see. <laughs> All right. It's oh, live. So. Yeah, it's live. Live and in picture. Does it save it on Instagram? I know nothing about it. There's a setting where you can save it. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like, do you want to save this or throw it away forever? Well, there oh. you go. Most of mine, I just, I'm like, no. The more you know. Well, because then you can post, can you, you can post that same video on Twitter. Yeah. And on Facebook and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know anything about social media. Shall we get into talking a little bit about some actual mental sure, health? Sure, yeah. <laughs> illness, so we can definitely talk about some stuff. Yeah, just to, um, I mean, this <laughs> is kind of like a t- diagnosing a killer started a live video. <laughs> um, so you guys oh, listening no, are I familiar. Didn't go to it. You what? Sorry. Oh. You guys listening are familiar to um, or of the things that we do with our mental breakdown, but just in case there's anybody new listening, we do break down a specific diagnosis from the DSM-5 and prior, and we like to go into detail about the way that that diagnosis presents itself, signs and symptoms, treatment options, if there's a cure or treatment, you know, and then, yeah, we kind of like to dive into that because mental health is so stigmatized, and we definitely want to shed light on the fact that the sad reality is that mental health causes people to commit crimes that's why we're here yeah of course i i do think that the more opportunities we get to talk about uh, mental disorders mental illness and raise more awareness for that uh the more opportunities we can come together as a community and really help and uplift people and focus on helping take care of those people with specific needs instead of just allowing them to not allowing instead of just having them be tossed to the wayside, you know, possibly end up in jail or prison. Um, Even for small petty things, a lot of the times when we see these cases, it starts out with being arrested for a small amount, small (laughs) amount of marijuana or, you know, breaking and entering petty crimes. 
and they just get stuck in this cycle. Yeah, um, And, you know, along with this, I would hope that there are more things towards prison reforms where you get people like uh, psychologists and 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 psychiatrists that go in there and uh, evaluate these people um, more often than yeah. not. I mean, I don't remember what case we did. It's Andre Thomas. He's on death well, row. Well, Andre Thomas, he, of course. Like, but mm-hmm. there was definitely other instances where people um, didn't get that evaluation until sometimes even after they had been sentenced. Yeah. And then it's like, well you know, too late. (laughs) Yeah. Too little, too late. Honestly. And, uh, one of the things I know that you wanted to mention, and I'll just say it now is that we really try to be, of course, super respectful to the victims and their stories. Also super respectful to the mental health part of the, uh, person at, of interest, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, we do not use words like crazy, insane, psycho. Those words are, yeah. yeah, those words mean a lot and it really holds a lot of weight when you talk about mental health mental health and mental illness so we try to not use those words um, when we're specifically talking about you know the diagnosis or the disorder yeah yeah well do you want to go a little bit i mean we can stop if we need to (laughs) no you're good i'm just soaking it all in okay (laughs) (laughs) all right oh i got a question hold the phone you're from Aubrey. Holding the phone. That's hilarious. <laughs> hold the phone. I'm holding. You're holding phone. the phone. Hey, Aubrey. Um, she said, "Do you think if people were diagnosed with mental issues, it would slow the crime rate?" Mm. Hmm. I don't know. I think that I think that people would be able to actually reach out and get the help that they need before their crimes worsen. Absolutely. For sure. so yeah. I completely agree with you. I think that uh, diag- diagnosing somebody before they become a criminal or before they are able to do these charges or at least getting them the help that they need is really, um, if not preventative, like at least helpful, you know, to just at least know what you have on your hands because we, we saw it with Richard Trenton Chase and we saw it with Andre Thomas. They had, even Richard had the help that he needed Mm -hmm. and then it was skewed off by his mom that was like, you know what? He doesn't need a medication. And then this kind of, Right. Avalanche, if you will, Even, kind of happened. Even um, Todd Cold, uh, Colehep, he had a lot of signs of being really aggressive towards other kids his own age and things like that. And I feel like if a parent or a teacher had stepped in and kind of been like, okay, these are clearly warning signs of a, of a troubled kid. And, you know, what can we do to to help him and yeah. come up with a coping mechanism for him, even at a young age? You know, it doesn't always have to be medication, but some type of a positive outlet, like yeah. a like a sport yeah. or something like that, that he could get involved in. And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we're so passionate about doing this and raising awareness for this is because people like teachers and, you know, first responders, people that are actively seeing or in a position where they can see these mental illnesses develop if you're, you know, present themselves, having that knowledge could be the difference between life or death for somebody else. Right, you know? of course, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, and she said, for example, son of Sam. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, you're, you're dead on. So yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, trying not to say stuff back here because I'm, like... Please, no, please put your two cents. It's, it's so true, though, and that's why this is powerful. And, like, I I mean, I'm here, I'm doing a story on this because I'm so, you know, interested in true crime and um, that aspect where mental health isn't really talked about a lot. And mm. 
there can be like a lot of anger or um, people who are sensationalizing um, events that happen that are really gruesome and affect families and real people in real yeah. lives. Yeah. Um, and they don't really look at the the chemical imbalances that someone might have suffered from a young age. And, and when you think about a child growing up and being involved in some kind of trauma, whether it's molestation or seeing violence in the household, things like mm-hmm. that, people aren't thinking about the fact that you're chemically developing, like your brain is forming at right. that age. Yeah. And constantly developing and you're so impressionable and if you're affected by trauma that affects your actual brain yeah. and how it develops mm-hmm. and like all based on science and research so I'm not just spewing yeah absolutely out, yeah and yeah. one of one of the things that I don't remember what which mental breakdown it was that we talked about um when we were discussing a certain type of uh, disorder but you know we we often say if you have a brain, you're capable of these things. Anyone with a brain is capable of these mental disorders. No one's immune. No one's immune to mental disorders. I mean, even if it's, uh, you know, uh, acute anxiety disorders mm-hmm. that, that are, you only have for a few months, everybody experiences these these types of disorders or at least can relate because it, we all have brains. Yeah, We're and all that's capable of why it. we, we uh, frequently shed light on celebrities that are struggling with these specific type of disorders because we really want to showcase that it's not, and nobody is immune. Nobody is not susceptible to mental health. It can literally happen to anybody. And when you see somebody that's in the limelight, being able to live this full and magnificent life or so it seems on the outside, like that gives you hope that if you are struggling with the same disorder as them, it's not the end-all be-all, you know, right. it's not the end of the you world. Be successful. And girl, oh my gosh, when you said celebrities, we cover <laughs> on our show, we've talked a lot about Kanye, and there was a period where we had to be really careful, and, and I kind of changed my own outlook, because at first you're like, oh my god, you, we use that word, Kanye, like, he's kind of crazy, and mm-hmm. we're not sure, and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then it came out that he struggles with bipolar disorder, mm-hmm. but he's chosen to be off of medication, or the last time that he spoke about it, he mentioned yeah. that. And it's very interesting because, you know, I just, I don't know how much I'm going to share, like, with my own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, you know, family history. And when you hear that diagnosis and the fact that someone's choosing a different route than medication, they could be avoiding what comes with side effects. Yeah, of and course. What, I mean, there, there's just so much. And so being able to normalize and say, hey, we're not the only ones like some of the most successful creative people have ADHD or ADHD yeah, yeah. and that's what makes them beautiful and that's what makes them so know? successful and so, so create yeah. yeah yeah so to I don't know figuring out what needs to be treated and then what's like well this could be helped through therapy or mm-hmm. you could better control yeah. certain things but if you don't want to be on medication for this specific thing yeah. you don't necessarily have to so that's a whole other yeah yeah you know, absolutely. I, I was diagnosed with ADD <clears throat> when I was younger and I did medication probably through the latter half of elementary school and like some a little bit of middle school um, but I haven't been on medication since then, and I just come up with coping mechanisms. Um, but yeah, like, you had a point to that, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> I was like, I have ADD, it's, it's and then I literally just had ADD. You just ex- you have, yeah, you experienced it. First-hand live. Authenticity, Beautiful. yeah. Speaking of live, I'm going to turn this live off. Yeah. Okay, so, bye. Bye, Love you. Bye. And I'm going to end now. I'm going to put um, 
start live on Facebook because I have more people on Facebook that yeah. can actually watch it. Oh, I remember kind of what I was going to say. And I'll just stay off of Instagram for I now. Know, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I need to clear my throat, oh, too. We just why. did it. <laughs> There's literally a blooper reel on, on one of the end of our episodes. I don't know if you got to that one, but it, uh... It was a heavy one. It's a lot of just us clearing our throats. Yeah, well, the, the episode was so heavy, we decided to do a little bit of lighthearted <laughs> bloopers yeah, at yeah, the yeah. end, and it's every other clip is us going, <coughs> or, or coughing, or clearing our throat. I, I did okay. want to touch on... Let me what, start this really quick, sorry. Oh, crap, it's not... What I want. Hello, everyone. We are here actively recording our podcast. Say hello. And we are with... Clark Finney. Hi. <laughs> so I'm just going to put you guys up here if you want to listen in. Um, just to piggyback off what we were kind of talking about as far as celebrities, that we do like to reiterate that it does show the difference, however, between people that have healthcare availability yeah. and the money to be able to take care of themselves in that manner versus people that aren't yeah. able to take care of themselves or and, find resources yeah and so it's another reason why we like to do this is that we're showing um we're, not only that we struggle with certain disorders um and diagnosis but that we want to raise awareness is really what it is we really yeah. want to raise awareness so that people again um and give people those resources you know open up a dialogue about what mental disorders are what mental what types of signs and symptoms you can see yeah um yeah when talking about those things so excuse me yeah i uh unfortunately you see a lot of mental illness in the transient community and that's simply because people do not have resources like you said or mm -hmm. healthcare. i think it is a crime to not give mental health care for free because yeah again you said it perfectly earlier nobody is immune like they don't even you, give you mental health days at work. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. you know. this The job that I'm currently working at is the only place I have ever worked that actually takes mental health seriously. And they, they will let you take a mental a health day. Yeah, oh, they give I me a day. They, oh, they'll, or, or they'll put you in, like, a different position so you don't have to be in front of guests, but you can still be working and, and making money. Yeah. I mean, that's all you can ask for is right. just someone to listen and someone mm -hmm. to understand not even understand, but try to understand, right. you know, what, like, what you're feeling. Because when you're feeling... I mean, me personally, when you're feeling anxiety or a panic attack, it feels like there is nothing else that's ever going to happen. This is going to be my life forever, forever and then I'm going ever. to die. Like This is where you live now. Yeah, yeah. and it, it really does, it's consuming, and mm. it does feel like that. So somebody to reach out and say, you know, hey, I hear you. Let's kind of decompress. We'll put you in a situation where you can still do your job and make yeah. money. So we're not sending you home, but right. you don't have to be making more inducing more anxiety by talking to guests See, and i just wish like a lot more jobs gave support like that you yeah. know is it really is it worth someone's mental health no to give them a day off it's not or a few hours off i mean yes it is i mean <laughs> no it's not yeah it i think it's yeah i think it that there's totally definitely is. some changes that need to be made so yeah. i love talking about this kind of stuff Absolutely. because the more people that are aware and the more people that take action when it comes to those things and request those things 
the more it's going to happen. And the less stigmatized it'll be. Of it course. won't be, oh, you're, you're having anxiety or you have depression. Depression. Ooh, oh, like, no. You know, God forbid. Yeah. It'll be like, oh, hey, thanks for telling me. Let's go, uh, let's yeah. go do this. And then more people will get to know the tools and resources a- available to help others when they're feeling like that. Right, you know? absolutely. I mean, you don't truly understand it unless you experience it. Um, however, the re- there's plenty of research and plenty of empathy to go around, or sympathy yeah. at least, to go around yeah, um, when it comes to that. So, Do you want to get into a little bit of a uh, mental breakdown? Um, yeah. Let me see here. Oh. I feel like I'm just spying on Oh, <laughs> it's okay. A little bit. Also, that was really, I feel like <laughs> we have a, a very bright light. light. <laughs> <laughs> that was really powerful and so oh, true. Thank you. Especially in the news industry. Yeah, absolutely. I can hear Mary talking out there. I know. (laughs) Well, this is all going to be, I think this is great content. I think this is all going to be probably posted. We're going to just go ahead and post this episode, probably not even edit it. Just put it out there raw and real and Yeah, I kind of like it. (laughs) Yeah. There'll be a bonus to the bonus. We've been getting so much better about our time when we're sitting in our closet and recording that uh we very i mean correct me you're the one that does all the editing she does all the editing <laughs> but yeah, i love that she gives credit <laughs> thank you yeah um <laughs> like, just so have know. you noticed that it's easier to edit now that i we feel like we like hop in and we talk and <laughs> we try to stay on track yeah but there's Other also the, what the hell was oh your phone it's my phone vibrated that was really loud i was gonna say it's also um now that we have learned how to record, we stop talking for a really long time, and then I'll know it's coming in the editing because it'll be like a, a whole a three gap. minutes of just nothing, and I'm like, all right, just click yeah, through. we'll have a we'll have and a break time and space collide, yeah, yeah, a potty break. <laughs> but I like I we actually have been talking recently about putting out an episode with no editing at all. I think this just might be the one. It might just be this one. I mean. I, this is all real. You can hear me clear in my throat all yeah. the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me so. see. I don't know what I want to talk about. <sighs> I just feel like my OCD notes are so bam, 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 bam. Well, we don't have to jump right into it and fa- give facts and stuff. Um. Okay. So I can do... What if we just do, like, little bullet points of certain cases okay, or certain um, mental uh, breakdown, like, mental breakdown topics? Yeah, if you listen to any episode, this is the one that'll entice you to go back and listen to the other ones. (laughs) So, let's talk about OCD. Let's talk about obsessive compulsive disorder. So, the persistence of one or both of these behaviors uh, may indicate OCD. One would be the reoccurrent and persistent thoughts, urges, or images that are experienced at some point during the disturbance, described as intrusive, unwanted, and in most individuals, cause notable anxiety or distress. The second criteria would be that the individual attempts to ignore or suppress such thoughts, urges, or images, or to neutralize them in some thought or action that is done by performing a compulsion. So again, when we discussed this on our mental breakdown, we questioned whether or not if you can have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? So if you have reoccurring and persistent thoughts, urges, or images that are experienced, you might be able to just have that portion and it still meet the criteria for OCD, um, but it also may develop into the um, act, like performing the act, which would be the second half, which is the compulsion. 
So you can have obsessive compulsive, well, obsessive thoughts and then the compulsion. Yeah. Yes. So um, there's actually a very similar sounding mental illness. Um, The OCD, it's called OCPD. I learned Mm. about it recently in my abnormal psychology class. So OCD is exactly what you just described. OCPD is obsessive compulsive personality disorder. Oh, okay. And the difference is, is that somebody that is struggling with OCD knows that their compulsions are are not um, normative, not normal, but not normative. Mm-hmm. That's that's a compulsion. They are aware of that. Yeah. Somebody with obsessive compulsive personality disorder doesn't think there's anything going on. They just think that they're that that's, oh, that's what they need to do to get by, hmm. and that there's nothing wrong with that. Not to say there's anything wrong with having either one of those disorders, right. but that's the difference in the thought process. Yeah. Is I know this is something that not other anybody else does, but I need to do it or. No, you guys are the ones that are yeah. wrong, you know, that's well, the difference. And, in and we also talked about also in this mental breakdown about good, fair or poor insight into your own disorder. Yeah. And that a, a better insight into your disorder, the more you learn about it, the less likely you are to have those compulsions. Yeah. And it's the same thing with uh, dissociative identity disorder. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to manage that disorder and to treat and live with that disorder if all of your identities are aware that you have the disorder. Mm-hmm. But if there's one that's blocking it out or maybe nobody knows about it, it's very hard to treat or even diagnose that disorder. Yeah. I told you in the mental breakdown about that one, it takes a total of, not a total, but an average of four incorrect diagnoses in order to diagnose someone properly with dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, that's incredible. And it can take up to 11 years to get that diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And I believe Simply because they don't show and they don't switch during appointments or right. during therapy sessions. And we also discussed in that mental breakdown that it's just such a highly stigmatized it is. disorder because mm-hmm. people think that it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. People even think that that psychiatrists think that it's fake and they're just using it as some like a band-aid to kind of diagnose someone. Here here's some medication. And psych- yeah. a lot of very well-known psychi- psychiatrists have come out and said, no, this is an absolutely real, <laughs> real mental disorder. Yes. Yeah, and it so is in the DSM-5. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, there's a, real there's diagnosis. a couple things in the DSM-5 yeah, just that a couple. shouldn't be in there, oh, but well. that one is good. <laughs> <laughs> just personal thoughts. That's the personal you. thoughts. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. Just yeah. a little tidbit about OCD there. Yeah. That's a absolutely. good one. Um, I don't think that we've discussed... And I think that what we actually did discuss about OCD as it relates to um, people that commit crimes is that usually if somebody that is um, a killer or somebody that commits a crime is struggling with OCD, there's another diagnosis that outshines OCD. So OCD is not the forward presenting diagnosis, which is why they don't say, okay, this killer had OCD. They said, well, this killer may have had OCD, but they also had personality disorder or schizophrenic spectrum spectrum excuse me and things like that so it's not i think that's why we don't see it a lot in in killers they're not like oh well he had ocd and that's why he killed that's yes that's not the highlight of their diagnoses i thought i had that in my notes but it turns out i didn't (laughs) it's okay so i don't know what i did with my notes i have my um my little notes on here though about uh the celebrities Oh, yeah. Which Maria Bamford was on there, which I love Maria Bamford. Yeah. She's just like, she's my gal. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, and just uh, talking a little bit about some cases that we've done, um, another type of diagnosis that we've come across uh, quite often is borderline personality disorder or antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. which um, 
Do you I have the difference in my mind. Yes, because I just Go took ahead. a test over this. Do it. My final exam was over this. <laughs> I better know this. My about final exam. Someone here is just like heavy breathing in the background while I listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so antisocial... Anti- See, this is where we have to edit things out because we do that. <laughs> we trip blah, over our words. And then that's the bloopers that, that was going. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so antisocial personality disorder is classified as a, a personality disorder in which the person um, has antisocial tendencies, of course, but they kind of retreat from every walks of life, like school, work, relationships. But they, in turn, they also don't care. So... They don't care who they harm. They don't, they have don't the care. Ability. It's a, yes, they not don't have the ability. They don't, yes. yes, The way that the di- the di- disorder makes Presents you think, itself. yeah, is yeah. that it, it's a lack of of really caring for anything, Empathy. you know. Mm-hmm. But it also comes with not um, having any kind of remorse or guilt for things that harm others, mm-hmm. which is where the sometimes there are killers that are diagnosed with this disorder and that's where they come in without the lack of empathy or the lack of sympathy that's that's part of that disorder Mm -hmm. borderline personality disorder is a little bit different um it's categorized by somebody that has intense fear of um being either rejected or or not loved and they're always trying to overcompensate for that Mm -hmm. they care too much is that's that's the biggest thing of their diagnosis so they will purposefully stay in abusive relationships or toxic relationships because they're so afraid of not being in a relationship or being with that person yeah they uh usually engage gilbert right Kristen girl gilbert yes borderline i think she was well i think she might be narcissistic personality disorder which is a little different I think, but they're, they kind of go hand in hand. You can have that. more than one at once. No, of course. And that's what you talk about when you talk about like comorbidity and yeah, things like that. Exactly. You, yeah, exactly. And so another thing of borderline personality disorder is that people that are suffering from that usually engage in self harming behaviors and toxic kind of rituals, if you will. You know, when they are trying to deal with, they, they talk negatively to themselves or. They constantly are judging themselves in the mirror and, you know, they have all these negative ideals, but they never seem to be able to get out of a negative situation. <laughs> Does that make sense? You're fine. Bonk. I, I thought Kristen Gilbert was antisocial personality disorder. She because she was so hardcore with Glenn, remember? And yeah. she, like, told, uh, she told, um, she would fabricate uh, her suicide attempts and things like that mm-hmm. yeah and she told she had told one of her boyfriends that she had swallowed glass um Scary. just for the not for for the attention but to garner sympathy and yeah empathy and from attempt, someone yeah. so that's why i thought maybe she was anti-social and i'm sorry borderline because she never wanted to let any boyfriend go she was i don't want to say boy crazy but you know then um she really hung her hat on relationships. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Ooh. All right, I'm gonna turn this live off as okay, well. Bye, I love you. Bye. <laughs> as I wave, just. <laughs> Hello. I'm a part of this too somehow. So, what was I that on? This. This Facebook. Oh, okay. mom and Ronnie were watching. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna put my phone down too next to yeah. my brace. Next year, $1,000. <laughs> $1,000. That was an estimate. I don't know how much it actually Honestly, is. those charms add up. I yeah, they really do, especially like, now. I see women with the bracelets, and I'm like, okay, I'm intimidated to even try to start one. It's like a commitment. Those were all it's gifts. It's like you're paying for college, you're interested in getting your first car. Yeah. You gotta add that charm to your charm bracelet. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely, absolutely. 
Do you have anything you want to add to the podcast? I think we're about, I mean, mm-hmm. what time is it? We're 30 minutes into the podcast. I'm saying, I don't know oh. if we want to keep oh recording gosh, it's about or if we. Minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 30 minutes into recording. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some, sometimes, yeah, I'll just, I'll, I'll say, what time are we at? Because yeah. I'm almost towards the end of my case, and she's like, I'm like, oh, we're hour? at an hour and 30 minutes. It's like, oh my hour. gosh, we've been in here for an hour and 30 minutes. Your butt will fall asleep on these. Yeah, well, we tiny usually shares. record two episodes at once. We'll record the entire case, which is usually about over an hour, and mm-hmm. then we'll immediately record the mental breakdown. Yeah, so that we can just get everything out there, and I'll have plenty of time to edit. Yeah, one you, of the you guys are we're exposing our secrets <laughs> to you guys. <laughs> one of the things that we really pride ourselves on is that we don't tell each other what we're doing. So all of our reactions are our genuine reactions. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you always get me halfway through my case, you're always like, oh, I remember. Oh, this I know one. this I'm one. Like, Damn I it! Like, I'm trying to give her new one. information, but she doesn't. Hear. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't need it. She knows everything. And the mental breakdown ones are um, a lot of. I don't want to say like fun, but it's they're interesting. It's they it really gets to the are. point to where when you start, you probably know, Clark. Once you like sink your teeth into something and you just try to dig and dig and dig and dig and dig for forever, it's like the best. It feels yeah. so rewarding. You learn so much new stuff. Even with the yeah. cases, I'll start researching a case that I think I know inside out, and whoa, I'm taken for a ride. I'm like, I hold know. on, what? And then he the, might be yeah. innocent. <laughs> you know? yeah. The case might actually be incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> hold on, he's in jail? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's but. so fun. And then just to, again, like, to, to bring an aspect of, just like giggling about things, you know, yeah. and and but to also appreciate the seriousness and the content of is like huge. It's huge. I think that's one of the biggest things too that we wanted to do coming into this is, you know, of course, let's be respectful to everybody's story deserves to be told. Let's be respectful of that. We'll be respectful of the crime that took place, but we're also going to be respectful of this mental illness that has such power over people, and we really want to hone in on you know i think i told you maybe off camera earlier or off mic that you know people kind of gloss over when somebody i hear it on other podcasts and not to mention anybody specifically but i've heard it before and even on you know dateline or any not dateline i don't watch that but 20 yeah any true crime you know netflix show or tv show they always gloss over the mental illness they say well he was schizophrenic, but which is not the correct way to say that. But he was also a piece of shit. So this and that and the other. I'm like, no. Sorry, I probably can't say that on TV. <laughs> You're fine. My bad. <laughs> cute. Yes. <laughs> Let's do that because that's me. Yes. <laughs> no, it's true. Though. Yeah, but it yeah. is true. They gloss over it, and it's like, no, you're no, missing the yeah. fact that the mental disorder could have caused this this crime to have occurred. Have occurred, and you don't like. They're it's just a story like, no, within whatever, that story. You know? Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's a, a story that deserves to be told as yeah. well as the victim's story. Yeah. So and we're not by any means saying that these people do not deserve to be held accountable for what they're doing. We're also saying at the same time that, I mean, in certain instances, I'll just say with Andre Thomas, I don't think he deserves to be on death row. I completely agree with the fact he needs to be incarcerated, maybe in a mental health unit to get the help that he needs. But death row, I think it's a little harsh for Andre Thomas when he was clinically and I I mean, they tried the insanity defense with him and it didn't work. He asked for help his whole life. He asked for help and he never once received it. Yeah. 
and I mean, like blatantly ignored. Like he went into a mental health clinic and they told him, go to the ER if you're suicidal. They sent him away. It's it, like, it literally gives me goosebumps. That's yeah. so yeah. heartbreaking. And he didn't go. There was nobody there to escort him. Yeah. He says that he's going to harm himself, maybe others. Mm-hmm. And they say, go to the ER if you think you're going to harm someone. Yeah. Because clearly you're having an episode of some kind. And instead of being escorted by professionals that do that, he was turned away and he never saw help after that. Mm-mm. Because how many times can you ask? Yeah. And then in court, when they did finally get him in court, um, their, their defenses, or I'm sorry, the prosecution's excuse, if you will, was that he induced psychosis by using drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't induce a mental illness, but you can exasperate yeah. it, but... Yeah. You can't induce a mental well, illness, and you also need to take into consideration the fact that he's using drugs and alcohol to try to suppress, to suppress it, you know, it. and it's, God, it was, it was just, helping. But it's a terrible know, you case. You don't know because it, it exacerbated those, um, the symptoms that he already had. Yeah. And you're, especially someone like, uh, I have a family member who is an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and they don't realize it. Yeah. And um, it does, like... It can change your personality. Of course. If you have a disorder already and you think, oh, well, I'm numbing it because you want to escape yeah. the inside of your own mind. And mm-hmm. that's the only way that you know how to do it. Yeah. Or you were taught, hey, I can't pursue mental health help. I can't go see a psychologist or a psychiatrist because you were taught to pray it away. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. grew up in a culture, especially within black culture. Mm-hmm. I, I have a mixed family. Um but it was very much like I know my grandmother would not support my family members in getting help for mental health. So yeah. that affected my parents and my aunts. Like, and in turn affects everyone. you. I'm a, I'm a huge believer that alcohol and drug abuse is a symptom of, of a bigger issue. Of and, mm. you know, and, and most often that issue is trauma. And, and so again, you know, there's one of our mental breakdowns is PTSD and the different forms that trauma can take. And, um, that's a really big one for me. Oh, of course. Both of us. um, (laughs) For both of us. Yeah. We both have, I mean, the biggest, I think at least for me personally, I don't want to speak for both of us, but the biggest reason why I am advocating so hard for mental health is because of our sister. So we had an old, another sister with us, and she's no longer with us, and she sh- struggled, excuse me, with a lot of mental illness, mm-hmm. and it runs in our family, and I think that's why we're so passionate about yeah. it, because I don't want to see that happen to anybody else. Right. I want everybody to be able to get, and that's where all that compassion comes from, you know, when yeah. when I'm with, you know, people, nobody close to me, but, you know, you hear people all the time, oh, that homeless guy is crazy, you know, I, I'm like, no, you don't know that person, you yeah. don't know their story, like... And also being on the street like that and being in survival mode where your body and your mind yeah. reverts back to this fight or flight. Like you, people don't realize that when you're in survival mode and you don't have a home or a place where you feel sheltered or safe right. or like you can call your own, you're literally out in the world. I mean, you're staying up late at night. You're maybe that high you're, Yeah, circadian of, rhythms off. Yeah, yeah. Everything circadian rhythm, which, yeah. I mean, girl, the fact... You guys are so... I just... I, <laughs> I was going to say that so same thing. <laughs> it's so true, though, and people don't think about it. And it's like, of course, you're going to look frazzled or, you know, a little out of it if yeah. that has been your life for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. I talk to myself when I do the dishes. And oh, I talk to myself all the time. If I yeah. was standing you know, on 
at a corner at a bus stop and I happen to be talking to myself or whatever, like, you don't, you don't know me. You don't know them. And to judge is just, like, it it sounds so silly. Like, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But it's so true. But, I mean, you don't know what that person's dealing with mentally. And, yeah. This, the best way that I've heard it explained, which is uh, one of my professors, Dr. Kalmbach, she explained it to us in the beginning of our abnormal psychology class. She wrote on the whiteboard a spectrum of IQ and 100 being in the middle. I think we actually looked it up recently. 160 is the highest. Yes. Stephen Hawking was 160. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> he said the standard. Yeah. So the spectrum of IQ, she had 100 in the middle. She put a dash over here on the lower spectrum and a dash over here on the higher spectrum. And she said... This person over here towards the lower spectrum, you would consider to be abnormal or non-normative. You would also consider this person over here to be abnormal and non-normative. So what is not normal? Yeah. You know, you would consider this person gifted and you would consider this person challenged. And Mm -hmm. that's the stigma. That's where the stigma comes from. Right. Wow. You're not. Isn't that so powerful? I have goosebumps. Yeah, because you think about Stephen Hawking, like, he's, I mean, even socially, Mm -hmm. like, there are certain people who have, and I I fully believe we all, of course, have different capacities, um, socially, emotionally, physically, Mm -hmm. but to see that comparison, you do think about that, like, wow, some of the most intelligent people in the world, like doctors, surgeons, people who dedicate their lives to helping others within that high capacity in their Mm -hmm. field, sometimes don't have the best social skills or can't read a room or yeah. the way they communicate with other people might not be, you know, mm-hmm. like the way that that person is used to being communicated with. And so yeah. it might come right. off a certain way when they don't intend it. Well, it's like assuming yeah. somebody's, assuming somebody's unintelligent because they don't speak the same language as you. It's the same thing. Right. It's not that he's unintelligent. I'm you just really can't communicate with so this about autism. And it's so true because it's just this whole other world and way of understanding and sensing things mm-hmm. that you don't understand. So it's trying to learn yeah. from, like, how are you learning? How are you seeing this? Because yeah, exactly. Honestly, there, there's some cases of autism, like it's, and I don't want to get in trouble or whatever, but I think it's mm-hmm. a gift because it's a different lens that you're yeah. able to see the world through. Absolutely. Right? And I agree. learn how to respond if you don't in want this that, different language. Yeah. If you don't want that in there, we don't have to. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. there's organizations and, and nonprofits that I'm kind of like, mm, let's keep an eye on them because yeah. the way they're speaking about this and trying to um, press kind of a, a culture of awareness where people think, oh my gosh, we have to help these poor kids. There are certain cases where, yes, people may need extra help, but there's others where it's like, mm, no, there's a lot that we could be learning. Yeah, of course. And they're actually highly intelligent. And that goes for anybody. Oh, for sure. Any, even any mental illness, it, go, it yeah. goes, I mean, you could learn so much about the brain, about everything, just from talking, having a conversation with somebody, especially somebody with DID or somebody that's on the schizophrenia spectrum. That's, I feel like that's so interesting. And as long as they're getting the treatment that they need and the help they need, like, that's all that matters and you can learn from that and everybody can like it's such a widespread the brain is like eight percent discovered (laughs) we don't know anything about the brain like it's crazy because we have we were born into our bodies Mm -hmm. like we will never fully people dedicate their whole lives which i'm thankful for science and discovery and people investing resources but sometimes people will dedicate their whole lives into learning about this one thing like i need to know about the brain or science or like how were we all created the big boom or was it what (laughs) they and almost obsessing over it and it's like 
we will never know. Like, we have to be comfortable with understanding that there is universes and galaxies and there are things that we are not meant to understand that we will never understand within mm. our own capacities mm-hmm. no matter how hard we try because we're not meant to of course and that's like a whole other yeah conversation <laughs> that's more like spirituality and everything but yeah it, like we are very human of and course so trying to better understand great but like there's also resources and help out there mm-hmm. Uh, people that have higher capacities for I'm like taking over this whole podcast. No, <laughs> we love this. This is so this is bad. amazing. You are like, actively getting us listeners yeah. <laughs> talking. <laughs> but it, it's so I don't know. It, it's so it blows my mind that people can get obsessed or or think, oh, that person they don't need help. You shouldn't counseling shouldn't be a thing. Like pray it away or whatever it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And it's like the brain itself is so powerful. Yeah, yeah. and the way of thinking chemicals. Mm-hmm. that are so powerful like we will never fully understand there's stuff that we just don't know yeah the way of thinking is evolving as well too you know yeah. especially with like the mental health stigma and the you know stereotypes i feel like at least for me personally and this just might be my gener- my generation but i feel like a lot more people are talking about it you know oh, and so it's good. not so like taboo it you know to, to be mentally uh, yeah. i was gonna say it gives me hope but i said help um, it gives me <laughs> hope because like I feel like this generation too, me included, so I'm definitely a millennial and 28, but it's because of what we experienced with parents and grandparents who were not treated. Yeah. yeah. We're not getting help. Absolutely. And the trauma kind of like inspired us to be like, mm, I don't want my kids to have to deal with this. I right. Don't want, like, what can I do now? And it sucks because it's like you have to go through it and experience horrible things sometimes. Yeah. But then you come out on the other side and go, okay, I know exactly what not to do. For sure. And I think a lot of it is introspective as well. Like, I feel like I know so much more about myself and my, you know, potential Mm -hmm. disorders and things like that. Not that I've been diagnosed with anything other than ADD. Mm -hmm. But you see, again, like, those signs or those symptoms and you become aware of who you are as a person. And then it's easier to connect with someone else because you might see a little bit of yourself in that person. Yeah. And then you have more compassion for that person. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. I think I feel the same way introspectively. That's a good way of putting it. Because, I mean, three years ago, when, or not, I would say probably seven years ago, when I would experience anxiety, I had no idea what it was. Three years ago, I would freak out, freak out, freak out, and say, there's no way I could be suffering from anything other than just anxiety. And now, in my current state now that I've gone through therapy and stuff it's not far-fetched to say that I could have PTSD Mm -hmm. and that's just me talking with my therapist but you think and people have I mean even me I'm not prone uh, not immune to it like you have these ideas about what a diagnosis should look like and who it should be on PTSD a lot of people think is reserved for war veterans which don't I'm not discounting the fact that a lot of veterans do suffer from PTSD but you don't have to be in that specific situation PTSD can be caused by anything Mm. you know and so I think and that helps actually helps me get through now what when I'm experiencing anxiety now I tell myself okay it's just anxiety it'll go away it's not going to be forever Mm -hmm. you know and yeah I wasn't able to do that I mean even a few months ago I wasn't able to do that and that's again like when we talked about you know, somebody's prognosis for for maintaining more of a um, hold on their diagnosis and being able to, like, fully understand it. The better that you understand it, the more the more you can <laughs> so <laughs> like that light. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So sorry. Um, no, it's OK. But the but again, the better hold you have on your diagnosis or potential diagnosis 
the more you're able to recognize it and you again you can come up with coping mechanisms um of course listen to your doctor don't just yeah, like <laughs> don't, don't just like come up with me- yeah your own coping mechanisms um if you have something that you're concerned about please yeah talk and everybody to doctor. Yeah. everybody grieves and not grieves everybody yeah. deals with things differently and so what might work for you might not work for someone else right so Okay, I'm about ready to wow. get out of this chair. My I butt know, is hurting. <laughs> oh. Oh, my Fitbit's yelling at me. It's, it's like, like stand up. <laughs> Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you with so us. much, Clark. This is so. Is fun. there anything you want to say to the camera or to the microphone? <laughs> camera? To the camera and the microphone. You have the at camera. The same time. Um, I just want to say I'm so impressed by you both, and this is so incredible. I wish that I had something like this when I was growing up, when I was younger, even though this is more like true crime oriented, um, these conversations are so important and to see that you guys have learned not only through school and personal experiences, but through actually getting help, um, talking about this and normalizing certain things, like that's, it's gonna change lives and um, it's so needed, especially in this time. And I just have a lot of hope in our generations and. Um, and the change that's to come. Like, I'm, I'm so impressed by even what's on TikTok and on social media mm-hmm. and how people are talking about it. And, and I feel like ultimately um, getting to better understand these disorders not only will it help us, you know, love people and other people, but it'll also help us love ourselves better. Absolutely. And not sure. be afraid of, you know, the things that we were taught um, make something wrong with us or mm-hmm. need prayer or a priest or whatever it is like there's actual treatment and in a lot of cases there's natural remedies um and uh just to add like i i experienced severe anxiety in college and i was telling you guys before we even start filming <laughs> um it was a lot and i thought it was a heart issue mm-hmm. and i went to the er a couple of times and doctors were straight up telling me well let's do blood work and figure it out couldn't pinpoint it and then someone finally said i think you're having panic attacks yeah. so I did therapy and I was on a low dose of Xanax, um, which looking back, I'm like, I've heard things about Xanax and from different psychiatrists where they prefer not to use that. But Mm -hmm. at the time I was on it and I remember I was driving and like mid panic attack um, and took a half tablet for the first time because my therapist or psychiatrist said, just take a half tablet whenever you feel those symptoms coming on Mm -hmm. and then relax. And so... Um, I would have to stop the car, pull over, whatever it is. Most of the time it was like when I was driving to my apartment and, um, would take the medicine and I felt the relief. And then that's what pulled me out of the initial physical reaction where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm okay. I'm not going to die. I'm not having a heart issue. It feels like that sometimes. It does. And, but to feel that relief, it was like, okay, that was a temporary thing. So after a while of me doing that and then going to therapy we got to the root of where the anxiety was coming from yeah and then i got to do breathing exercises and different things every time i would have a panic attack and it eventually got to the point like it's making me emotional um but it got to the point where you know one day i had a panic attack and my pills were sitting there and i was like okay that's there just in case i need it but let me see, like, let me process this for myself and do everything my therapist taught me, breathe and whatever it is, and take a second, and that's there if I need it. And I got through a whole panic attack without needing to take my medication, and yeah. that was such a defining turn point yeah, in my life. For sure. Um, 
And I was like, wow, I can do it. And after a while, I no longer needed the medication. Yeah. And that's such a that's such a breakthrough. I mean, yeah. like, honestly, I commend you for that. That A lot yeah. of people don't even attempt to try to do that. You know, they, they yeah. just kind of want to rely on something that's easy. And that's not easy. So, right. I was, mean, honestly, oh good God. for you. It was, it was so hard. And then um, eventually getting off of that. And now I'm on a different medication, um, <laughs> which is really, it's changed my life. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Um but just to, to go through that and know, okay, I can get off this medication. It was only a temporary thing. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of cases where you might need medication for the rest of your life. Of course. Therapy. Everyone's yeah. different. And that is fine. Yeah. Like Chemical imbalances are just that. Mm-hmm. You're not in control of them. So um, I've, I've just been... It's been really good. Like I've, long story short, I'm on Wellbutrin right now, which I've, I haven't told <laughs> anyone. Like no, not even posted on social media or anything, because I I used to be so afraid of, like talking about that because you know TV, um, and a lot, you know, there's still like misconceptions and um, opinions that people have. But um, I I realized that that whole culmination of anxiety in college was just a lot of the college pressure, but also a lot of trauma I experienced growing up. Yeah. And, um, so going through and having anxiety my whole life, I realized that I was just powering through certain things and working up basically all my mental, emotional energy, yep. mm-hmm. um, to fight this anxiety and this depression, which is a mood disorder that stemmed from my family's history of manic bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very common, which I just found out last year yeah. for kids of people with manic bipolar mm-hmm. to have some kind of mood disorder mm-hmm. whether it's severe or mild yeah so now i'm on a very low dose of wellbutrin and it literally it changed my whole life and i didn't know that feeling just okay yeah. was possible yep, absolutely and i'm at yeah. this point in my career and this height in my career so it's like i've i've gone through all these different moments where i've had to be introspective and i've had to like take accountability for certain outbursts or, or things that have happened in relationships in the past yeah. and like it's a lot but but being able to still be successful and to push through it's like you can do it if you're going through something right now and you haven't wanted to try medication or you're afraid to try therapy you made it this far and i just encourage you if you are still weighing like oh, I don't know if I want to do it get help because it will literally change your life you're not alone there's someone out there who's trained and who's qualified to help yeah. you yeah and other people have this too yeah so just just don't feel like you're alone so. your story reminds me of um I some... love how this was a wrap-up and like <laughs> <laughs> I know. no it's okay no, yeah. you like to say yes my whole life <laughs> here it is it started when I uh. came out the womb someone had passed along this information and they said um this person was dealing with something that uh, a coping mechanism that they had developed through trauma and they said what that is is a skill Mm. that anxiety that you had that was created was a skill at one point but it no longer serves you and now you're developing (laughs) another skill, right? Oh my God, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Me neither. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Me neither. I need the tissue. Hey, but that's literally what this is about though. Like Mm -hmm. we all like to listen to the gory details of true crime. We all have a weird, morbid interest in that. That is not the root of this podcast. And, but we, I mean- we're so thankful for this for this platform and for this conversation in general but that's what this is about is having those hard conversations and 
knowing that you're not the only one that feels that way and you're and it's again i say this all the time and i'm gonna say it again nobody is immune to this like it can happen to anybody and anxiety disorder is the most common mental disorder Mm -hmm. in the united states I would say the prevalence is like 80 something percent. Like oh, it is absolutely. up there. And yeah. With the pandemic? And yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Let's yeah. talk about it. Well, like and that and I'm everything like that. Thankful yeah. for telemedicine at this point. Mm-hmm. Like of honestly. Course. Yeah. I think it's given a lot of people a chance to be with themselves and experience themselves. Yeah. And realize like, okay, well, if I need therapy, bam. Yeah. I'm just going to zoom it. Yeah, which is amazing. It's so cool. Not a lot it's of people co- we've come find so far. time to go visit someone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even a phone conversation. Mm-hmm. If you're driving to work, you know, yeah. you call somebody and you be able oh, to talk to so them. True. My therapist is actually based out of Dallas, and so mm-hmm. we do tell him. That, I mean, we've been chatting since the pandemic started because yeah. I just wanted to check in with myself. And yeah. yeah. Figure out okay, and then I realized that all the things I thought I had processed and I was good, and I'm like, great, I'm at this perfect place in my life. <laughs> Everything came out, and I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" So I'm slowly getting there that. right now. Yeah. I'm scared, but I'm no. doing it. <laughs> but you, you got this. Yeah. It's yeah. such a relief when you're like, "Oh my gosh, yes, this is." You can like pinpoint the reasoning and yeah. um, and just better understand how to move forward and how to cope with certain things mm-hmm. and getting rid of those old coping, like you mentioned, that just made me have a breakdown just now. <laughs> but things that you that turn into coping and no longer serve you because right. you're in this next, like you're constantly changing, you're constantly right. growing and different things are going to happen in your life where you'll be able to better cope with them because yeah. you got the help sooner. Right. And Absolutely. Like and beautiful thing. the, um, example that I like to use is that like, if it's whether it's grief or trauma or anxiety, that doesn't get any smaller. You just grow around it. You yeah. get bigger mm-hmm. and you yeah. get more able to deal yeah. with it. And eventually it's so small because you're so big. You yeah. don't, you don't feel it anymore. It's not a huge thing anymore. Like yeah. a panic attack minimizes down to like a in- invasive thought. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, what if? And then you're like, oh no, that's that's not real. That's just me being anxious. Come yep. down, you're fine, girl. Exactly. And then you're fine and you can and kind of joke <laughs> with yourself and celebrate it in a way. And be yeah. Like, oh, wow, like, you're like, you've got girl, this, girl. It's, it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. And then, but you get to enjoy being you in the process yeah. and like owning the fact that that's what makes it you. And like you said, their skills, mm-hmm. like people who struggle with certain disorders, it's because you survived. Like this is you not choosing death as your option. Right. It's yeah. adaptability. You You're ad- whatever it is. Right. You're and adapting you your way out of it, even though you didn't ask for it. Right. And you might not have deserved it. Like you three. did what you need to at the time yeah. to survive. Yes. And then when you realize you no longer need that thing, you need to figure out, okay, what's my next step? Like, how do I, now how do I survive this? Now how do I survive this? And you just keep going. Never settle. Full body heaves. Ah, the full body heaves. And the jeeves. Jeeves, yes. Oh, gosh. Wow. Well, thank you again, like, seriously so much for being here with us. Thank you, This is is really cool. Honestly, I'm just going (laughs) to... put this if that's okay with you no editing just throw this out there if that's okay throw it out there if you want if you want me to take anything out i will and i can even take this out if you want me to no i I say leave it yeah yeah this is this is like a first this is a huge yeah yeah do you want us to send you a copy first Okay. I'll still send you a copy. Still send you a copy. You gotta catch it on. Or is your Apple camera podcast? still on? No, it's not. Oh. I, 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 need to, I need to say battery, so I'm like, because I still have to interview you guys separately. Oh yeah, you oh, right. Okay, okay, well let's, okay, just, well, let's, let's do, do that. that. Yeah, you, yeah. Yes. we could literally sit here all day. All right, we love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
<laughs> I was like, you gotta say that. 